Hi, welcome to MidgetCast. Uh, just a quick little message from me um, regarding today's episode. Um, this episode that you're about to listen to, A Simple Favor, was uh, pre-recorded. I recorded it uh, about three weeks ago um, from, if you were listening to this uh, the day it came, it came out. Um, so yeah, I recorded it about three weeks ago and um, some information has changed since then. Um, so with regards to the starting, at the start of the episode you're about to listen to, I talk about uh, movies that I'm going to see, movies that I have seen, uh, that list has now updated, so I talk about going to see Pulp Fiction because they're doing a quintessential Tarantino event at the cinema, um, I have just seen Pulp Fiction pretty much two days ago, so that happened, um, I enjoyed it, um, I might do an episode about that. I might do a Tarantino episode, to be honest. We'll see. But yeah, that's happened. Um, one major thing that has happened, and I, I do speak about it in the episode, is um, I was planning on not watching It because I was scared, which is what I talk about at the start. Um, I say I don't want to watch It. Um, I want to watch it in the daylight. Uh, and then I end up going for a double bill. Um, so that episode, or today's episode, is recorded before... Uh, the It episode came out. Um, to be honest, the It episode actually took the place of this episode. So this episode was planned for release and then It came out and decided to do uh, the It Chapter 2 and Chapter 1 video. Um, so yeah, you can disregard that. I have obviously seen It and It Chapter 2 and hence I made a video on it. Um, so yeah, um, the episode that you're about to listen to might not make a whole lot of sense unless you have seen the film A Simple Favour. Um, I personally think it's a pretty good movie and again like I say I, I do speak about it uh, in this episode um, what I say is quite convoluted especially when I get into the synopsis part um, I don't make a lot of sense when I'm talking about the film um, I have listened to myself uh, a couple of times talk about the film and I, to be honest even I can't follow it um, and that's a little bit of a comment on the movie because the movie um, does get a little bit complicated towards the middle but Again, it's my synopsis is a bit terrible. So uh, if you can't follow what I'm talking about in the synopsis section of this video, I recommend that you either watch the film, um, which it's you know it's an alright film, or, or just go to IMDb and read the synopsis. It'll take you like five minutes um, because it does a better job of explaining what's happening than what I do in this episode. So um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I hope you enjoy the episode and um, yeah. Hello and welcome to MidgetCast, I'm Paranvir and today I'm going to be talking about a movie that I watched recently called A Simple Favour. But first, on the topic of movies, I've been watching a lot of movies recently, in addition to a lot of TV shows, as I find myself having uh, a lot of free time. And... Um, I'm always looking for you know new movies to watch. Uh, I'm interested in in checking out uh, you know whatever cool things that are, are out there. And um, typically, my favorite genre of movie would have to be comedy, um, just because comedy is great. Uh, but then that's obviously closely followed by obviously action. Um, but I do like mystery movies sometimes. I I I am into uh, the kind of mystery detective thing. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Sherlock, um, so I like the whole solve it at the end or like a kind of twist thing. Um, they're great. I, I love those kind of movies. Those kind of stories are just great. Uh, even when they have like specific like bottle episodes and shows that are dedicated to this kind of topic that's mystery. 
Um, I, I, I like. Uh, it's quite good. Um, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of thrillers a lot because um, I, I'm first of all, I'm not a huge fan of horror. And I know that sometimes um, you get like thriller horrors. Um, so I feel like they're quite close to each other uh, in that regard. Um, I did watch a thriller recently entitled uh, Nightcrawler. If you've seen it, it does have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in it, um, and I thought it was it was a pretty good film. I went out to I, I went to watch that, and I was happy with that. And that was obviously a thriller. It was not horror. Um, but on that subject of Jake Gyllenhaal, um, I know he's been in a film called Donnie Darko, and that's a cult classic. And I really want to check that out, but it's it's presented to me as a thriller and i don't know if it's a horror movie or not so um yeah i'm 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 willing to check that out i don't know when but i am willing to check that out i mean if any of you have seen it uh, without spoiling it please let me know if it's if 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 you think it'll be worth my time uh if i'll if i'll get a good kick i'm not asking if it's good because again i know it's pretty good and people like it's obviously it's a cult classic um i just want to know if you think it's my cup of tea really um and, and if, again that's only obviously if you've seen it then yeah I'm probably more likely uh, to check it out. Um, with regards to horror, I recently have watched The Shining. I know um, it's it's uh, long overdue, especially with the amount of uh, references in everything that The Shining has uh, uh, been in. And um, one of the things that tipped me over the edge to watch it was um, this. That I've been recently into podcasts. Uh, a lot of podcasts. I'm recently making and listening to podcasts, and one of the podcasts that uh, I listen to a lot is uh, this one created by the Warp Zone, who are a bunch of YouTubers. Um, they've created this one called "How Did You Miss That?" and they talk um, amongst each other and they single out one person that hasn't seen a movie. Uh, that they probably should have seen and then they make them watch that movie and then they discuss it and one of the ones that they were discussing was The Shining um, so I thought you know what I'll go and I'll watch The Shining because they made it sound pretty good so I thought obviously I knew I would always go and watch The Shining but the way they described it it didn't seem amazingly horror so I thought check that out and I was right it wasn't amazingly horror or, or I wouldn't say amazing horror by today's standards um, and that I would say is saying something because obviously I personally think today's standards have probably slipped a little bit when it comes to horror. Um, I know back then it was all about like psychological horrors, uh, small like little things in there. But um, now it's all about jump scares, and the jump scares are the things that I don't like really. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't like the jump scares. I don't like that kind of like that kind of thing, uh, and that's the reason I actually haven't seen it either. Uh, it too is coming out, and I want to see it because I want to see it too because I've, I've seen the trailers and the trailers look good, but again they look like jump scare scary, and I don't like jump scares. So if I watch that, I'll probably watch that with uh, the lights on in the daytime um, with a friend because I, I I know I'll be scared. So uh, yeah, you know Ben or Matt. You know, if 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 you're up for it, um, come over. We'll watch it because I know you want to go to watch it too, um, and I'll watch it too with you. But I want to watch it one first in the daylight while the lights are on. Because um, yeah, I, I I I I'm I'm worried about. It. I don't know if it's you know amazingly jump scary uh, or anything like that. But yeah, um, I am about to watch um, Watchmen. The movie by um, Zack Schneider. I have not seen it. 
Um, that hasn't obviously been on an episode of um, How Did You Miss That? But I know that they're making a new season of... Well, they're making a series out of it, and they're shoving it on HBO. And I saw that trailer, and that trailer looks pretty good. And um, I, I'm... I'm willing to to, to, to to watch it really. Um I know that a lot of things a lot of comic book people do like Watchmen. I thought, well, you know, there's a lull there's a little bit of a lull, uh as there's no Marvel movies now. So why don't I check out Watchmen, get my superhero fix and yeah, I think that's pretty good. So I've got that and I'm going to watch it. Um and obviously if I think it's good enough I'll make a video a video, you know, a podcast video about it, but I'm not sure yet I haven't actually seen that. Uh, yet um, other things I've also got to see as well uh, Quentin Tarantino movies I have not seen a whole load of Quentin Tarantino movies which again comes as a surprise to people um, I I think I've seen two and that's Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2 which I don't know if they're one movie like, I know it's part 1 and part 2 or volume 1 volume 2 but I don't know if it's counted as his one film or as two of his films so I'm going to say two but it might be one I've seen both of those uh, films, and I I liked them. I thought the Kill Bills were great, um, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen any other ones. Um, I know that everyone flipping loves Pulp Fiction. I have not seen Pulp Fiction. I need to watch Pulp Fiction, uh, and I will because the cinema near me is doing something that they call quintessential Tarantino, um, and they're playing. Uh, so far, they've revealed they play four of his movies, which are Reservoir Dogs, both Kill Bills, and Pulp Fiction, so if I go to the cinema, I probably won't watch Reservoir Dogs, Dogs, because I don't know a lot about that one, but definitely I'm going to go watch Pulp Fiction, um, and I might watch the two Kill Bills again. The whole point of this is obviously his new film is out, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, which I have not seen. I don't know how into it I'll be, because again, I don't know his signature mannerisms or anything that he puts into into his movies, but... I, you know, I'm willing to check it out. I'm willing to check out his movies, watch the quintessential Tarantino, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, it'll be good. And obviously, like I said, if if any of them are good, um, or, or any of them are typically, you know, terribly, terribly bad, then you know, I'll, I'll make a podcast. But I might do like a, a, Quint- a Tarantino episode and just talk about a bunch of his films in that. Uh, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much it from films I haven't seen. Film I have seen, A Simple Favour, which is uh, a film that was directed by Paul Feige, uh, which I did not know until after I'd watched it. Um, I'll go into a little bit more about that in a bit, but um, this film was recommended to be by Usman. I'm not going to tell you now what he told me, because what he told me was a little bit of a spoiler Um, so I'm going to wait for the spoiler section to tell you how he introduced it to me, but he said, you should go and watch A Simple Favour, and so I did, and uh, yeah, this is me talking about it, so um, the last movie that I spoke about on here was Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm going to be structuring this episode similar to that, so we're going to start off with a a kind of uh, a quick like little overview of the film. Um, I've got it from Google here, so I'm going to tell you about that. Then I'm going to tell you my non-spoiler reviews of what I thought. Again, pretty quick, off the cuff, um, you know, what I liked about the film. 
Um, then I'm going to do my huge long synopsis of me just talking through what happened in the film, uh, which apparently a bunch of people loved last time uh, in the Hobbs and Shaw episode, so I thought I'll do it again here where I'll talk through that one. At that point, spoilers begin, basically, uh, and then I'll do my spoilery, what I liked, what I hated, um, and in Hobbs and Shaw, it was a lot of what I hated. Um, yeah, so uh, without further ado... let's. Grab a drink and um, let's start. So this synopsis I got directly from Google. I think Google got it from Wikipedia. I don't know. Maybe they got it from IMDb. I don't know. But I'm giving my credit to Google here. This is what Google have said. A Simple Favour, directed by Paul Feige, centres around Stephanie, played by Anna Kendrick, um, a mommy vlogger who sees who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily Blake Livy's sudden death uh, from their small town. That's uh, obviously small, little, quick uh, overview there, um, and yeah, I, I, that's pretty much all I knew going into it because I'd seen the trailer, and again, the trailer doesn't have a huge whole lot of spoilers in it. The trailer isn't like the Hobbs and Shaw trailer where they just pile everything into it, including all the ending. No, the trailer's pretty good. The trailer actually starts out making it seem like this is like a home kind of movie. This is probably, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't set itself out to be um, a missing person story, um, and then about halfway through the trailer, uh, Blake Lively disappears, and then uh, Anna Kendrick's like, "Oh, we got to find her." So, yeah, the trailer does a pretty good job of just uh, averting your expectations at the start, and then cycling around and basically telling you that what I've just told you anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no spoilers yet. Um, I thought that this was a pretty good movie. I really liked it. Um, I thought the story was great, which apparently is based on a a book or something. I think I think it was based on a, a selling novel. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but it, 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 I, I thought it was a great story. So whoever wrote that story originally, great. Whoever adapted it for screen, great job. Um, yeah, I've not got a problem with it. Um, but I thought the acting was great, you know. Uh, Everyone acted great. I mean, you would expect that at this point from, you know, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. You know, you they're quite high in Hollywood, so you would expect them to be at least decently good actors. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought the acting was good. Um, the set design was great. So I've started recently just looking at in, like, the backgrounds and just looking at how they've, like, dressed the set, how the colours obviously uh, communicate uh, the person... Um, and I, I thought they did uh, quite a good job uh, at that. I'll go into that a little bit more later on in the spoilery section, but I thought that the the set design was great. Um, the effects in it were great. There's not a huge amount of CGI. There is one point um, in it, and hopefully you know if you've seen it what I'm talking about, but that I thought the CGI was great, um, and I really want to know how they did it. But again, like I said, I'll talk about that in the spoilery section, but CGI is perfectly fine, have not got a problem with that. Um, the cinematography, I did not have a problem with, I thought cinematography was fine. Uh, yeah, nothing too um, over the top, no random ass dutch angles, uh, which are when you tilt the camera slightly. Um, no, yeah, no dutch angles, no, you know, um, flashy transitions, no shaky camera, anything like that, no nothing really bad uh, when it came to nothing nothing bad and nothing experimental when it came to uh, cinematography so 
yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, the music in it, uh, again, was, was... The music was great. I thought the choices of music uh, were different. I wouldn't expect that for this movie. Um, but it was... Again, if you've seen the trailer, you know it's uh, obviously... The music in the trailer is like kind of like a French song. Um, it's its whole point is to seem like a mystery but sophisticated. Um, and that, I think, translated through in the movie as well. So they definitely did a good job. Whoever picked the music did great. Casting did great. Set design did great. So, yeah. Directing by Paul Feige, 100% unexpected. So Paul Feige directed uh, one of my favourite movies, uh, Spy, the 2015 film Spy, which is also one of Ben's favourite movies. Uh, we both went to go watch that in the cinema, uh, but Chloe hates it, and we hate her for it. So, yeah, we hate Chloe because she doesn't like Spy. I really like Spy. I think it's a great movie. Uh, ben absolutely loves Spy as well. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, Jason Statham in that film just goes above and beyond and just does such a good job uh, at his character. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, Paul Feige directed that. Paul Feige, I would put down, directs comedies. He also directed Bridesmaids, which I personally am not a huge fan on. I know that will get a whole load of backlash, but I'm not a huge fan of Bridesmaids. Uh, I thought I thought that the casting of Bridesmaids was fine. I thought the comedians in it were absolutely fine, but it just wasn't my kind of humour. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really like that one. Um, he directed the new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2016, which, okay, the movie was bad because it was Ghostbusters, but... Like, from a directing perspective, I thought it was fine. Like, he directed it comedy style, uh, which is fine. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is his first foray, but this is the first I've seen of him trying to subvert the expectations and going, ah, let's do this mystery. There's a couple of jokes in there, but there isn't a whole load. It's not a comedy movie, obviously. Um, and I think that it's executed really well. So hats off to Paul Feige for directing a pretty sick movie. Um, at the start of the movie, um, I saw like a, a production company logo for his production company. I can't remember what it's called now, but apparent, I, I think it was his. It had Feige in it, so I'm pretty sure it's his thing. Um, it's his production company. Um, and, and I hope, hope, I hope, you know, that that means we're going to be getting a Spy 2. Because I want there to be a Spy 2. Now, Spy 1, you know, we've already established... I love it. Um, Spy 2, would they ruin Spy 1? No. I, I like Spy 1 so much that if they made a second one, it wouldn't ruin it for me. Um, even if it was really bad, because I was really happy with the ending to that. But I just really want to see that group of characters again. I, to be honest, I just want to see Jason Statham in that role again, because it was so good. Um, but yeah, this this is not a, film, a, a, you know, a podcast about me loving Spy. This is about me talking about um, you know, a simple favour. Um, so yeah, uh, would recommend this movie if you're into mystery, if you're into that kind of, uh, you know, what's going on, what's what's going to unfold, um, then yeah, definitely watch it. Um, I, like I said, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm not looking at the camera right now because my iPod that I'm reading off is doing something weird, but yeah, um, I recommend the movie. Uh, holy, um, it doesn't have a huge cast, uh, but not that that's, that's not a bad thing. Uh, Ex Machina did not have a huge cast, and that was still an awesome movie. Um, but yeah, I I do recommend this movie as well. Um, it's not a huge mystery movie. It's not like a uh, you can't trust anyone kind of thing. It's more of a it's I would say it's lighter. 
Um, but yeah, I'll be going into that a little bit more in the spoiler section. So now here we go, spoiler section. If you have not seen this movie and you want to see this movie and you don't want it to be spoiled for you, then stop listening now. But if you carry on listening, I'm going to assume you have either seen it or you don't care and you just want to hear me talk about it, which is fine. So this is the final warning. It's spoiler section now for a simple favor. Uh, stop listening or watching if you haven't seen it and you still want to. So here we go. Uh, with my um, with my synopsis of the movie, if you will, my my quick run through of the movie. I'm gonna do my best to go through it. It has been a week since I saw it, um, so I'm gonna try and do my best to remember it. A lot of stuff has happened in the week, so hopefully I do remember. But anyway, so the movie starts off with um, Anna Kendrick making a video for her blog. Um, I'm just gonna refer to her blog as YouTube at this point because it's. I mean, it's not even a blog, it's a vlog. Like, she's got her own website that she puts her vlog on, um, and people like it, so it's not like... Like, you see all the comments, and the comments are helpful uh, to what she's talking about in the video. They're not just, like, memes or emojis or the random crap that you get in YouTube comments. But I'm going to just say her YouTube videos uh, throughout this, but yeah. Um, so this starts off, and she's starting off with a plea for help has anyone heard from her friend emily um who went missing a few days ago so uh, basically it's revealed that what's happening now is set before no sorry set after or in the future basically um so they have to go back and basically just start the story from the start and i think we're about i would say about two weeks into the story um at, at, at this point anyway and she says, if anyone's new, I'll recap the story. So she goes back to the start and recaps the story. So let's recap the story. So uh, she's at school, at her kid's school one day. Uh, she's a single mother. She's at school um, and uh, she's got her kid there. And um, she, her kid's best friend. I can't remember the name of the kids, right? But her kid and Blake Lively's kid... Um, our friends anyway and they're about to leave school for the, the end of the day and um, th you know no one really knows much about um, Blake Lively's character or anything like that um, you know so the, the the kid is like hey um, I, I want to go on a play date with you know my friend which is um, An Anna Kendrick's kid and uh, everyone's like yeah, but we need to ask your mom first, you know. Uh, and and everyone's like, yeah, but she works in the city. She she she's not going to show up basically. Um, and then out of nowhere, she just shows up in the middle of the rain, um, to collect a kid, which was apparently unexpected. But I would hope that someone would be there to pick up her kid. Like, it wasn't made clear whether there was a nanny or she was coming or the husband was coming to collect the kid. So. If she wasn't there to collect the kid, I would be worried. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she, she comes to, to collect the kid and, yeah, she says, yeah, yeah, you can come over for a play date. Great. Um, they get to uh, Blake Lively's house um, and uh, um, they start talking. Uh, obviously, the kids run off and go on their play date and Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively start talking. What are their names in the movie? Um, Stephanie and... Emily, I think that's going to be easier to say because obviously I've got to say their two names. But so Stephanie and Emily are talking. Um, 
so yeah, Stephanie and Emily are talking, uh, and they're just saying, like, you, they're pretty much uh, just shooting off a bunch of exposition here, explaining to you how they're different. So, um, obviously, uh, Stephanie uh, makes YouTube videos, and um, uh, Emily works for a, a fashion company, and they're basically just, like, setting the ground here. Uh, and, anyway, uh, Emily's husband walks in. Um, great. Yeah. Um there's an awkward conversation between uh, a book that he wrote. I think he's he's only written one book uh, in his life, but I think like, Anna Kendrick's character has read this book. And anyway, yeah, uh, there's some a weird thing that goes on there. Uh, we then cut to what happens throughout the week. Uh, they basically just splice in a bunch of stuff uh, about uh, encounters that they're having. So uh, they, Stephanie and Emily, hit it off in terms of uh, getting play dates. So they have like a lot more play dates. Um, after after school, uh, yeah, um, and uh, I think at one point, and this is in the trailer, um, Stephanie takes a picture of Emily, uh, and Emily's like, "Delete that photo right now, or I will like have you reprimanded. I will get the law down on you. We'll get him to delete that photo uh, anyway." And yeah, Anna Kendrick's character deletes that, so that's fine. So, you know, already right here, they're setting the mystery up. They're saying, like, oh, why doesn't she want a picture taken? What does she do? Does that have something to do with her job? Uh, anyway, and then um, you basically cut to the next scene um, where um, they're, obviously they're talking about martinis at this point. Um, I, I didn't really follow why it just suddenly jumped to them making uh, uh, martinis, but anyway, they're making martinis and... Um, thing and and uh, emily is showing stephanie the best way to make the martini um that they both eventually get drunk and um stephanie's trying to figure out um a little bit more emily's trying to figure out a little bit more about stephanie um they share secrets um uh, one of which is uh from stephanie stephanie says um uh, that she slept with a stepbrother um which Blake Lively's character finds absolutely hilarious, and uh, yeah, it it we were also told in an earlier scene that um, Anna Kendrick's character's husband uh, died basically in a car crash. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm I'm trying my best to describe this. I don't know how well I'm doing it or whether you're getting any of it. We haven't even hit the meat of it yet, so hopefully I can keep up. Uh, as I am struggling to remember, but here we go. Um, anyway, next time we see them, Anna Kendrick is basically making a YouTube video, and she gets a call from Emily, who's like, "Hey, I need you to do me a simple favor. Roll credit. Uh, I, I, yeah, I need you to do me a simple favor. Can you pick up my son?" And then Stephanie's like, "Yeah." So Stephanie goes, picks up the kid. They have the play date, um, and then three days go by, where. Stephanie has not come to pick up, um, sorry, Emily has not come to pick up uh, her son from Stephanie's, and Stephanie's, like, getting worried at this point, which, again, totally makes sense, because um, she's just completely gone missing. So, yeah, uh, Emily just completely just disappears at this point, uh, doesn't pick up a phone, anything like that, doesn't pick, just doesn't do anything. And um, they, Stephanie then gets through to... Uh, Emily's husband and says, "Hey, look, you you know, I've got your kid. Um, she's, your your wife's missing. I've got your kid. Come round. 
and uh, yeah, they eventually file a police report, um, and then that cuts forward to where we are now, which is the two and a half weeks in the future, um, and then from this point on, it's no longer Anna Kendrick narrating it. Um, so it cuts forward to to this point, um, and uh, we find out a little bit more uh, about like the husband and all that kind of stuff, um, and then uh, we are told that the police have found um, Blake Lively. They've they found uh, Emily, and they they found her car uh, in like the bottom of a lake. So they fish out the the car, and then they fish out Blake Lively's uh, body. And it's like, oh god, she's like dead, rotting, uh, and everything like that. And the only way they recognise her is by like the tattoo and the ring she's wearing. Um, so yeah, they they identify the body anyway. So she's dead and um, found at the bottom of a lake. Um, yeah, stuff happens, um, and basically Anna Kendrick's car- Anna Kendrick ends up moving in with uh, Blake Lively's husband. Um, and then them two hit it off, uh, you know, this is after, like, the funeral and everything, basically, they all hit it off, and, and they all become, like, a tightly knit family, um, and, and Anna Kendrick's basically trying to move into this house, uh, and she takes all of Blake Lively's clothes out of the house, um, and, and, and tries to throw them away anyway, and she gets back, um, and, and all the clothes are back, uh, which I think is one of the funniest scenes in the movie, uh, and i explain later, but that was just dumb anyway, and, and then, um, uh, Brother Effer is written, like, around and stuff, so that, um, it's kind of hinted at that Blake Lively isn't dead, um, it's, it's, it's seeming like that, it's either she's not dead or she's come back from the grave to haunt them, um, you know, uh, Blake Lively's kid is saying, oh, I saw my mum, um, oh, she gave me this letter, she wanted to say hi to, to you or whatever, and, uh, and then eventually, um, and then eventually, uh, Anna Kendrick gets a call from Blake Lively saying, hey, look, uh, well, it's, it's just, it's quite like an ominous call, it's, it's basically, like, I know that you're asleep with my husband, you're moved in, basically, you're trying to nick my life, uh, and my kid at this point, um, uh, so yeah, um, and then Anna Kendrick's like, we're gonna sort this out, she's like, decided to take on this mystery, she, she wants to know what's going on, uh, who's lying to her, this kind of stuff, uh, so she makes a trip out to, uh, an artist friend of Blake Lively's, um, who 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 explains that? Oh, look, she's not who she says she is. This is her real name. This da 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 da, and stuff like that, which leads to a, which leads to a uh, scouting camp, like a like an outdoor camp, um, explorer thing. I don't know, <laughs> woodland woodland adventurers camp or something like that you should probably get it from that what I'm, what I'm talking about anyway and then uh, Anna Kendrick digs through like a bunch of photos and finds out that uh, um uh, finds out uh Blake Lively's real name uh and that she had a a twin sister uh she then goes to the mom's house she like stalks her way to the mom's house um uh, and then questions the mom about this um and apparently it was a fire and they all burnt down uh Blake Lively burnt down like her family's house and then has not returned since. Uh, yeah, in the past apparently, and then they, then they basically just cut to, to 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 back, 
home. I don't even know where home is. They just kind of refer to it as the city. Um, so, yeah. Um, the cut back to the home. And um, Anna Kendrick's like, I'm still, I'm going to sort this out. So, so she makes a video on her YouTube channel that's got, uh, like... She's 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 basically justifying it as calling it like a memorial gift. So I'm gonna do this to honor my friend that's gone missing and died uh, on her channel. And she basically she pretty much says on there what time where she's gonna be at a certain time, uh, and that she's gonna be bringing martinis, which she does. She makes the martinis uh, at Blake Lively's gravesite, and Blake Lively shows up and says, oh, you managed to wheedle me out of, like, the woodwork, and now I'm out here talking to you, uh, and then it's revealed that the whole thing is, like, a, you know, an insurance scam, um, uh, and, and the whole point was that she decided to, you know, she, she decided to, uh, fake her own death and stuff because of, um, because of like a four million dollar life insurance plan that the husband took out, uh, which means that there would be more money for them, and then they could obviously, uh, you know, give money to the kid. Which I mean, I don't understand that point personally, but like I said, I'll go into that uh, later on uh, as well. Um, this is this is getting really dodgy at this point. Um, so th this is the point where like all the twists start happening. Uh, so they like threaten uh they, they they them two like then team up and decide to like threaten the 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 husband who then like goes to jail and then comes back from jail um uh, and then like it's revealed that blake lively's twin called her up and said hey we need to meet hence why she went missing all that time long ago and um there's some really cool effects where it's obviously they're twins but there's not two blake lively's it's like a double imposing, you know, anyway, and she, she kills her for asking for money, um, and it's her body that they fished out of the lake, you know, I bet you didn't see that coming, um, and yeah, so that's like one of the twists, and then like, um, I think Anna Kendrick, uh, fakes to, uh, shoot the husband, uh, so that they can get the, uh, they can get the uh, the confession out of Blake Lively, and uh, see this is just it's getting so dodgy at this point for me to explain. Like you need to just watch it to understand what's going on. Um, yeah, and eventually um, Anna Kendrick does get a confession because she's got a camera on her button uh, and it was recording and live streaming the whole time. Um, so then um, Blake Lively does eventually go to prison. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna leave that there, because I've somehow stumbled my way to that synopsis, and everyone probably hated that, but I'm pretty impressed that I managed to recount as much as I did, because, like I said, it's been a week, and it, it, it's starting to drop out my memory, but I am happy that I did remember that much, uh, so, yeah. Uh, now I'm just gonna talk about, uh, some things that I liked, some things I hated, uh, various things in the movie. Um, the first one, uh, was something that I was starting off with earlier, um, and that was this £4 million life insurance policy. Um, and I'm just really confused as to why they needed that, because obviously if you look at the house that they're in, it's a humongous house. It's a huge house, and um, that house was either bought on the book sales of that book he wrote a long time ago, 
or it's from Blake Lively's job, which means she does make enough money to buy that house. Now, to me, that house did not look like a cheap house. It looked like that was probably at least a million. So she makes a million in order to buy the house in the first place. Um, but anyway, she then decides to, to do this whole um, you know scam or whatever so that she can pay for... Oh, actually, no, she doesn't do that, though, does she? She ends up just killing her sister for asking for money that she couldn't give her and then turns it into a life. Okay, so maybe that does make sense then. See, I'm just coming to the realisation now while discussing it um, that maybe it was just thought up randomly um, on the spot to justify stuff. But, um, yeah, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Um uh, one of my the things that I didn't like was uh, the dead body. So the dead body that they fished out of the the the, the lake at the start. Oh, I say start out of the middle. Out of the middle of the movie, they fish obviously uh, Blake Lively's body out of the lake. Um, it's been in there for I'm gonna say about a week um, at this point. So yeah, it's probably it's been it's been there for about a week. Um, it's more rotted than it should be, I think, for at least a week. Um, it, it like I could barely tell it was Blake Levy. Like, the only thing that gave it away was the tattoo and the ring. Okay, um, and before you go, oh yeah, but it wasn't her. This person is her identical twin. There's a scene later on where they're looking at each other and they look the same. It's just like their hair that's different. So, like, why the body was, like, half rotted off. It just, I, 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 I the body came out and I thought to myself, that's not her. I, like, like, that's, clearly they got it wrong. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that was her. We confirmed it by DNA. And I was like, but it doesn't look like her. They'd clearly, like, just done, like, a CGI, uh skeleton job or something like that but personally i don't think it looked like her um so that was annoying me a little bit um the bit i was talking about earlier on where they have her and her sister on the screen i thought was flipping amazing um i think they did a really good job with that um so there is there's a couple of scenes where blake lively is with her twin sister like i said there's only one blake lively so they basically what i think they did was get another actress with a similar build and they basically CGI'd her face, Blake Levy's face basically across. That's what I think they did. So that would mean the entire face was uh, CGI. So they basically CGI'd Blake Levy's face on um, at, or, or she acted in both parts at the same, you know, both parts and they smushed them together. But there is a scene later on where they, they're, they're in the water together. And this is one scene that I really want to know how they did. Um, because I think it's pretty impressive. So um, there is, you can obviously double impose anybody if you put, if you record me here and then you record me sitting here, you could just cut the video in the middle and then put me next to myself um, or I could green screen myself and then put myself sitting on the chair next to me. Um, but what they did was they had Blake Lively in the, like, a, like the lake and then Blake Lively's twin in the lake and you might think there's nothing really impressive about that, but the water is rippling correctly between them, and that's what I thought was quite impressive. So, um, if you were to just put Blake Lively, split the video, and then put her on the other side, 
um, the water would like stop halfway, like it would move, and then when you got halfway through the footage, it would just you wouldn't be able to tell. It would just look ugly and horrible. Um, but the water ripples were correct, which meant that they had to be either the entire scene was CGI, which seems like a huge waste of money. Um, but no, it, I what I think they did was they had someone with a similar, you know, build to Blake Lively in the water with Blake Lively. And then they CGI'd Blake Lively's face onto that character, which I just thought was great. I think they did a really good job with that. So kudos to the effects team uh, on that. Um, Corridor Digital on YouTube do a series called um, VFX Artists React, which I love. Uh, they go through um, footage of like TV shows and movies, and they just talk about why it's a good bit of CGI or why it's a terrible bit of CGI. Um, I find it absolutely hilarious. And you know what? If they took a look at this scene, the water scene in... Uh, in in this film and how they did that i would be pretty impressed like i said i don't think it's anything impressive it's not like you know they're making the new star wars here or anything like that like it's not a huge huge effect um it's just i just personally would like to see how they did that because i think that's quite cool so uh you know corridor digital corridor crew get on the case please let me know uh that would be uh, appreciated but other than that, I did not have a huge amount of uh, pet peeves or gripes with the film. I thought that it uh, was really, really good. Um, Osman was the one that told me uh, to watch this film. We were talking through various things uh, that we had watched. And I had watched... Uh, I'd finished watching Community. He was in the process of watching Community. I think he was on about season four or something. And um, I said, my favourite episode of Community is the Conspiracy Theories episode. And he said... Mine too, because it's it it is genuinely a really good episode, and I do recommend uh, you check it out. But basically, in that episode of Community, um, it, it, obviously it's all about conspiracy theories and mysteries. Um, they all end up in this room at the end, um, and one of them pulls a gun out on the other and shoots them. And they are all like, "Oh my god, why did you shoot the him?" Uh, and and they they obviously they're acting. They're going, "Oh, this reason or whatever." And um, then it turns out that one of them is actually double-crossing the rest of them. Um, so then that person gets shot. But then it turns out that someone else is also double-crossing them while in the group. So it's just like a twist after a twist. Like, it's the dumbest thing ever. But it's the best thing ever. Because the characters just carry on waking up from not being dead and being like, ah, I did it to teach you this lesson. I did it to teach you this lesson. And it's just, like I said, it's one of the dumbest but coolest things ever. The ending to that episode. Um, and Osman uh, said, you need to watch it. Uh, you need to... You know, you you like that episode of Community, and it is your favourite, so you need to check out A Simple Favour, because it's like that throughout the movie, and I thought, well, I'll give that, um, I'll give that a go, uh, because I, like I said, that's my favourite episode of Community, so a movie that does that, it will be absolutely great. Um, it let me down on that aspect, um, I personally don't think it met what Usman said about the movie I don't think uh, it was twist after twist after twist like that I thought the ending twist was a bit lacklustre in my opinion but that is just because Usman told me there was a twist I was expecting a scene so I'm probably like the four one of the four people that will think this but I th for me the ending was more underwhelming than I thought it would be that's not to say it's not a good ending because the movie ends great I'm happy with the ending but I was told going in, there was a twist. I was told going in, it would be like this, and it wasn't. Um, 
And yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's getting to the point now where I've seen like a lot of things that are have a twist or something happens at the end. Uh, I've seen just I've seen a lot of things where. Uh, like you know, I'm I'm at this point I'm prone to seeing something I'm not expecting. I'm like, oh yeah, there's the twist. Oh yeah, there's that. Um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be amazingly shocked when it happens at this point uh, anymore. Uh, and I think that Usman telling me that the twist was uh, was a similar scene and there's a bunch of twists happening meant that I was a bit on edge there. Um, I I wasn't expect like I I I wasn't expecting anything more than i was already expecting that's a weird way of saying it but yeah i was already expecting everything basically um so yeah um yeah i hadn't been ruined for me osman didn't tell me any of the plot or anything like that he just literally was like there's a twist and alone i think that ruined it for me because i was expecting that but yeah um obviously the scene at the end where anna kendrick shoots the husband i thought to myself that's clearly going to be fate. Like, he's going to get up in a second. They're just acting. And what do you know they were? Because that's exactly what they did in the community episode. So comparing it to that, in my opinion, was a bit eh, iffy. Because I don't think that those two are on the same level. I mean, if you want to watch a good, random, funny, twisty episode, I recommend the community one. Because it's just so random and dumb that you just have to check that out. So community season two, uh, the conspiracy theories episode, is just it's just a great episode. But... That being said, I loved this movie. I would recommend this movie. I would watch this movie again. As you know, I, I rate movies on their rewatchability. Um, so for this movie, if someone put it on, I would definitely watch it. Um, I might actually save the movie and then watch it some other time myself because uh, it is a good movie. Um, here is the make or break question, if you will. Um, if I was given the DVD to a simple favour... And DVD to Hobbs and Shaw right now. I would watch Hobbs and Shaw, and I can't believe I'm saying that uh, because I made it pretty clear in the previous episode of the where I reviewed a movie that Hobbs and Shaw wasn't an amazing movie. Um, and I know that I've just said that this movie is pretty good, and I've basically given this movie higher praise. Um, but first of all, the movies are in two different categories, so they can't be really fully compared. Um, but also. Um, because Hobbs and Shaw is an action movie, its rewatchability is evidently higher than this movie, which is a mystery where, of course, I already know the ending. Um, I would watch both, obviously, but the first one that I would put on would be Hobbs and Shaw, um, Hobbs and Shaw, which I obviously am more likely to, to, to rewatch. So, yeah, while this one is a better movie, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, wins out over it if it comes down to right now, which one would I put on my tv and watch uh i would watch Hobbs and Shaw. um yeah uh but yeah like i said i still recommend this movie i think it is a great movie i do highly recommend you check it out if you haven't if you've made it this far you haven't checked it out already um but you're now planning on doing that the twist has already been ruined to, to you i've told you that it was a bit lackluster because you know there's a twist and i've basically botched the entire timeline for you so um i mean still watch it because it's still a good movie but yeah i think you should definitely watch it uh i just feel like it now won't give you as much oomph because i've just basically told you everything about it um, I actually do remember, you know, A Simple Favour coming out, um, there was a bunch of interviews on TV about it, um, it, it was the one that came out last year, 
um, with like the pastel kind of uh, poster. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's basically the way I remembered it. When Osmond was like, have you seen A Simple Favour? I goes, who's in it? He goes, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. I goes, oh, the one where it's like a pastel cover, cut colour on the poster and they're holding martinis. And he goes, yeah, that's correct. So that's how I knew what film it was after he was talking about that. But yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I think we can tick this uh, off the checkbox. I've spoken about a movie. Um, I've spoken about what I hate about a movie. And uh, I've completely botched up the synopsis for the, the movie. So, uh, yeah. If you did manage to follow that, congratulations. Because I, I don't even think I followed that. And I'm the one that's saying it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, if you do have any suggestions for movies or anything that you want me to do in the future, please let me know by going to the uh, comment section on uh, the YouTube channel uh, on any of the videos and just dropping me a comment. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll read them and uh, honour the suggestion uh, if, it's a, if it's a good one. Or you can navigate your way to the Midgetcast website, scroll down to the bottom and fill in the form. Uh, both links can be found in the show notes or... Uh, if you're watching the video in the description so please uh, do check that out um, and if you do end up watching this movie because of my recommendation please let me know and please let me know what you think of it um, and if you again want me to do more episodes like this um, and still want me to carry on botching up all the synopsis for all the movies then uh, please let me know and also if you know what the plural for synopsis is um, please let me know as well because that would be appreciated uh, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening if you're on all your podcast apps. And um, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. I've been Paranvir, and this has been Midgetcast.